Blog Talk Radio.
Jesus Christ is born. Jesus Christ is born. Let all of heaven and earth rejoice on this Christmas morn. Jesus Christ is born. The Savior of the world. Let all of heaven and earth rejoice. Jesus Christ is born. And the prophets spoke the word That word was spread throughout the land Prepare the way of the Lord And the angels told the shepherds And the shepherds bowed to pray Then the angels and the shepherds and the wise men Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you on tonight. Before I get right into it, let's pray. Father God, I thank you for another opportunity, God, to sit before your people to tell them what this says, the Lord. I thank you for this opportunity, Lord God, that you, your name may get the glory, God, in everything that is said on tonight and everything that is done on tonight and everything that is felt on tonight and received on tonight. To your name be the glory. Amen. Give me one second and I will begin. Tonight, 
the foundational text is coming from Luke 4, verses 16 through 21 from the New King James. Again, it's Luke 4, 16 through 21 from the New King James. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found a place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are, are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is a field in your hearing. Again, that's Luke 4, verse 16 through 21, New King James. A child has been born for us. We have been given a son who will be our ruler. His name will be Wonderful Advisor and Mighty God, Eternal Father and Prince of Peace. Isaiah 96. From the CEV. All this month, you will hear that scripture being quoted in our children's Christmas programs, etc. But do we really understand what we have been given? But do we really understand what we have been given? Do we really understand a child has been born for us? For us, you and me. We are the reason he came in the flesh. You and me, we are the reason he came in the flesh. He was sent to you. He was sent to you tonight's message. Jesus decided to lower Jesus decided to lower himself. To come like a baby. The same way a baby would come into this world. Before that, Jesus was simply known as the word. Thank you, Pastor Benny. Before that, Jesus was simply known as the Word. Jesus was and still is the Word. Jesus was and still is the Word. For the Bible says it was the Word that became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The Bible says it was the Word that became flesh and made his dwelling among us. John 1 and 14 from the NIV. Not a child or an ordinary baby, but the word. Not a child or ordinary, ba- ordinary baby, but the word. And notice, the Bible doesn't refer to the word as it. You know, like we do sometimes, the Bible does not refer to the word as it. As though the word is something or some item you can just throw in your shopping cart and proceed to check out. You know how we do this time of year. We go in the store and just throw stuff in the basket and proceed to check out. Or we online put stuff in the cart, proceed in the checkout. No, 
no the Bible does not refer to the word of God like that, like it's something or some item we can just throw around like that. No, the Bible says the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. His dwelling, that's what I want you to hear. His dwelling, implying that the word is indeed a person, implying that the word is indeed a person and his name is Jesus. Also, let's think about this on tonight because I like to make you think on prolific fire. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Matthew 24 and 35 NIV. But where can his words be found? But where can his words be found? In the word, of course. And since the word will never pass away, but decided, to put on flesh, like John 1 and 14 says, but the word decided to put on flesh and dwell among us in the person of Jesus. Therefore, this scripture literally means that Jesus will never pass away. Do you understand when it says that the words, his words will never pass away? And since his words are the word, and Jesus said that he is the word and he put on flesh, that he came down and he decided to put on flesh. He became a baby or like a baby for us, like a child for us later growing up and walking this earth like a man for us. Therefore, do you understand that Jesus would never pass away? When he says his word would never pass away, Jesus is the word, so Jesus would never pass away. The love, Jesus would never pass away. When they tried to bury him, he resurrected. Therefore, be sure of this. He will be with you even to the end of the age. Matthew 20, Matthew 28 and verse 20. Matthew 28 and verse 20, New Living Translation. Let that be confident to you. Comforting especially to those of you who have lost a loved one. Those of you who have had a loved one to pass away in this season, let that be comforting to you to know that Jesus will never pass away. Even though they tried to bury him, tried to have a funeral for him, tried to bury him, he resurrected. And he said in Matthew 28, verse 20, that he will be with you even to the end of the age. He ain't going nowhere. So let that be comforting to you. And so he was sent to you. He dwelt among you. He dwelt among us. He put on flesh and came to fulfill the words written about him in tonight's foundational text. To preach. This is why he came. To preach the gospel to the poor. He was sent. Jesus was sent to heal the brokenhearted. Somebody hear me. He was healed. He was sent to heal your broken heart, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recover sight of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Luke four and eighteen, New King James. Somebody under the sound of my voice, hear me. You don't have to be poor. You don't have to be poor. Neither do you have to be broken hearted. You do not have to be brokenhearted. You do not have to be held captive. You do not have to be bound. 
to anyone or anything. You can be delivered. You can be set free because Jesus came. He was sent to you for that purpose, but you must receive him. If you want to recover, you must receive him. That's why I'm going to offer salvation at the end of this message, because you must receive him. If you want to recover, recover your sight, recover your focus, recover all like like David did in 1 Samuel 30 and 18. If you really want to recover all, including your broken heart, including depression and being oppressed, because you don't have to be. You don't have to be oppressed. You don't have to be depressed. You can recover all. Jesus came, grew up, and as a man, walked out every emotional issue. He walked out every emotional issue. He walked out everything that is mentally conflicting you. He already walked it out, meaning started at the beginning and he walked out the end. Somebody, you need to know that there's an end to what you're going through. Jesus walked it out. There's an end to what you're going through. Jesus walked it out. From the beginning to the end, he walked it out like Moses, taking territory over everywhere he set the sole of his feet. Taking territory over everywhere he set the sole of his feet. Even before the cross, even before the cross, Jesus put his foot on that depression. Somebody going through depression right now, hear me. Jesus put his foot on that depression. Hear me, somebody. He put his foot on that heartbreak meaning he got it covered. You don't have to go through that. He put his foot on what has been oppressing you, what has been depressing you. He took the territory of what has been trying to overtake you. He took the territory of what has been trying to overtake you. The Word, the Word did it. Jesus did it. He came, he was sent, low and humble like a baby for the fulfillment of scripture. Therefore, his birth is so worthy of celebration. Don't forget that on Christmas morning, don't not forget to tell Jesus happy birthday, although we're going to say it tonight. I want you to say it again on the 25th, although that's the time that Christians have set aside to celebrate his birth. Most likely he was born in September, somewhere around there. But since this is when other Christians want to get together and celebrate his birth. Who am I to knock that? He deserves to be celebrated. So I'm telling you tonight, to do not forget to celebrate his birth on Christmas before you open the gifts, before you eat. Tell him happy birthday. And like I said, we're going to say it tonight. Happy birthday, Jesus. We love you collectively as a family. Merry Christmas. Prolific fire family, I love you all. Now let's talk salvation. I didn't have a long message tonight. I just wanted to prophesy a little bit to somebody that's going through depression, oppression. You're poor. You're bound with something or someone that you shouldn't be. You feel captive to something that you shouldn't. God said you ain't got to go through none of that. Jesus already walked it out. He already put his foot on it. He already has it covered. Even before the cross, he took care of it. He took care of it for you. He walked it out in the flesh. The word that you read, or maybe you don't read, the word became flesh for you to cover your issues. 
He did it for you. That's the whole message for tonight. He was sent to you to do it for you. How about that? He was sent to you to do it for you. Now let's talk salvation because you must receive him. If you're not saved, you got to receive him. In order to really celebrate him, you got to receive him. And what better time than right now? Hebrews 4 and 15 from the Empire says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human. He knows exactly how it feels to be human. He felt everything that you're going through. When he came and became flesh, decided to not only be the word, but to put on some flesh, and to come in the form of a child, of a baby, and walk out your situations, he felt every bit of it as a human. He knows exactly what humanity feels like in every respect, as we are. He knew about it. Yet, without committing any sin, that's Jesus. He didn't commit sin, but he felt what we felt, which means that there's nothing too bad that you have done or currently doing or will do that you can't bring to him. You can bring it all to him tonight. Stuff that you have done, stuff that you are doing, and stuff that you feel like if you don't get it right tonight, you will do. Because you know yourself. You know what you will do. If you don't, if somebody don't intervene on tonight, the Holy Spirit don't intervene on tonight and stop you, you know what you will do. But you can bring all of that to him on tonight. Beloved, you're not too bad to come to him. Jesus does not look at you the way people look at you. People look at you from the outside, and they begin to judge. But Jesus looks at you from your heart because he knows you. He knows you. He knows everything about you, and he knows how it feels to be you because he put on the same flesh that you carry. And he knows the temptation. He knows the weaknesses. That's what the scripture says. That's why that's why I always like to open when I'm talking about salvation with Hebrews four and fifteen from the Amazon. He knows. But still there's nothing too bad. That you can't change, that you can't be helped. And for somebody else, because somebody you think you get too Mr. Goody Goody or Miss Goody Goody, but you're not too good for Jesus. Either way it go, you still need him. No matter how good you think you are or how good you think you've been, or how good people always tell you that you are. None of that matters if you don't have Jesus. Because at the end of the day, at the end of time, at the end of all of this that you can see, you need Jesus. You are not exempt from temptation. We all go through what we go through, being tempted by this and that. I know everybody's not tempted by the same thing. But notice, whether you got whether you got this or that in front of your name or this or that behind your name, you're still tempted by something because you're in the flesh. And since we're all tempted by something, guess what? You need Jesus. I need Jesus. Therefore, you need him. That's the whole point you need him because eternity is going to come for you. Trust me, beloved, eternity is going to come for you. One way or the other, you can either face eternity in peace or not in peace. Because either way, there's an eternity for you. Either you're going to spend it in hell 
or in the presence of Jesus. It's your decision. The Bible says in hell, the rich man lifted up his eyes. And as I always tell you, if you're not new to political science, he lifted up his eyes, which means that he was aware. It means he was alert and he still had mobility. Luke 16, verses 22 through 23 from the King James Version. Beloved, you don't want to lift up your eyes in hell and know that you're in hell. You don't want to know that. You don't want to know that you messed up that bad. That you done ended up in hell and know God didn't send you because we all got a choice. That means, you, that means that you sent yourself because you had an opportunity like right now to get it right. Nobody can even see you. You're listening to the sound of my voice at home, at work, wherever you are. Nobody's even paying attention to you. Nobody's paying attention to you, nobody but the Holy Spirit. So if you're feeling convicted, it's the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart, trying to get you to take this step. It's a step of faith. He just wants you to receive him on tonight. He just wants you to do better on tonight because you don't have to stay like you are. Just because this and that is in your family, and yes, you know that it's possibly a generational curse because it keeps passing down from this one to that one, and daddy did it, and people have told you that you're going to do it, or mama did it, and everybody tells you you're just like mama, you're going to end up doing the same thing, or you're just like your sister, she did it. She had this man and that man. She got all these children, and you're going to do the same thing. Or your brother can't stay out of jail. He in and out of jail. You're going to do the same thing. But, love, that's a lie. That is a lie. It comes It comes a time that you can draw, that you can draw a line in the sand and tell the devil, daddy, devil, to step across his line. This is the end of the road for this mess. This generation of curses going to stop with me. Cover yourself in the blood of Jesus and decree and declare that your mind will not let you go there. That your body will not let you go there. That your heart won't even receive the kind of junk that they feed you. As a matter of fact, after tonight, you're going to have a thirst and hunger for the word of God because you want to know the truth. And you want to know that you can do better than all of it. Just because you were born into that family don't mean you have to be like that family. Let me say that again for somebody. Just because you were born into that family, that doesn't mean that you have to be like that family. Have you ever thought about that, Jesus, that God put you in that family? so that you can be the light of their family, so that you can shine his light within their family, so that there, so that there will be hope within their family. Speak tonight, Holy Spirit. He put you in that family so you could be the light. You don't have to be like them. You really don't. You really don't. You don't want to lift up your eyes in hell, like I was saying. You don't want that. No, you want to lift up your eyes and feel the peace of God and know that you're at peace with God and feel the peace that surpasses all understanding and know that you now have eternal peace and that you are with Jesus. Philippians 4 and 7 talks about that peace that surpasses all understanding. Philippians 4 and 7, New King James. 2 Corinthians 5 and 8 from the New King James says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Some of you, you got loved ones that have passed on. But if they died in the Lord, don't worry. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But here's the big question. Who is your Lord? That's what I'm trying to get you to come to the realization of because 
whether you say it or not, you got a Lord. You got somebody that you're serving. You got somebody you're serving. Some of y'all serving your child. You don't put your child before God. You treat them just like they kings and queens, and, and you don't put them before God. Ain't nothing wrong with thinking of, thinking of them as a little king and a little queen, but make sure they little king and little queen and, and not your king of kings or your queen of all queens, right? Like they so high because there's nobody higher than God. That's the point. We ain't got no idols around here. It's time you made Jesus your Lord and your Savior. We really ain't got no other Lord and Savior. As Brother Kenneth Copeland would say, Jesus is Lord. He is. He is Lord. As Brother Copeland says, he is Lord. Romans 10 and 9. Romans 10, 10, 9 through 10, rather, tells us how to make Jesus our Lord and Savior. It tells us how to do that. Romans 10, verse 9 through 10, NIV, says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Therefore, beloved, tonight I want you to do one simple thing for me. Open your mouth. Then go back and listen to the replay to get the full word because maybe I went too fast or whatever. Do that, but you need to say it. If you need to listen to the whole message again, do that. I, I will put the message up on social media, or you can come back to blogtalkradio.com slash prolificify, however you want to do it, or listen to it on the podcast, however you want to do it. Look up, for those of you that don't know how to do that, look up prolificify with property station and subscribe to the one that has the most episodes. With all that being said, let's confess. Let's confess. Repeat after me. Jesus, I confess with my own mouth that I am a sinner in need of you. I repent of any wrong actions, wrong words spoken or thoughts I've had. I believe with my heart that you are the Son of God raised from the dead. I need you. I want you as my Lord and my Savior. With faith as little as a mustard seed, I believe. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, come. Amen. If you if you repented and you said those words from your heart, welcome to the family of God. I'm not going to tell you welcome to the church because the church has its own issues. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to tell you welcome to the kingdom because there is something bigger than the church. God is not just in the four walls of the church. Don't get it twisted. God is a kingdom. So welcome to the kingdom of God. And as you grow in God, you will learn the difference between church and kingdom. Church and kingdom is a big difference. But we'll talk about that some other time. Now, because Felicity always deals with, deals with real issues, even when I'm trying to bring a Christmas message on, like tonight, still end up dealing with some real issues because that's the way this ministry has been anointed. And that's the reason why the phone lines would not be open tonight nor any other night, not Felicity, because the Holy Spirit has led me to minister privately one-on-one to anybody who desires to be ministered to. If you need 
prayer, or Bible-based consultation, you can call or text 865-408-8690. It's 865-408-8690. Or you can email prolificfire at gmail.com. Call or text is fine. It don't matter. Whatever works best for you. If you happen to call me and I miss your phone call, I will call you back. Or if I don't respond to your text right away, when I get a chance or when I see it, I will respond. And if you miss this information, don't worry about it because it will be up on all the social media sites immediately following tonight's service. Wherever you know this ministry from, wherever you're familiar with me from, then go back to that particular site. And I would like to thank you for following me on all social media platforms. I look forward to ministering with with you, however Holy Spirit leads me to do, talking to you one-on-one. But please don't call me playing. That's all I ask. Don't text playing and don't email playing. Be serious. Be serious about the Lord. Now, for other announcements, if you need this ministry's PayPal or Cash App info, you can access the, the PayPal by going to paypal.me slash politifiers, paypal.me slash politifiers, or Cash App is the dollar symbol. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at Politifier and it's on Instagram at Prophet Stacy. Like the Politifier Ministry Facebook page. Also, check out my new Facebook page. It's Five Minutes of Focus. The five is the number five. Five Minutes of Focus. So if you're on Facebook, just contact Five Minutes of Focus. Remember, it's the number five. Five Minutes of Focus. And I know that you will be blessed. Many people have said, have already testified that they're blessed by the five minutes of focus, and I pray that you be one to God be the glory. If you don't reach out to me for whatever reason and get your prayer request handled in private with me and the Holy Spirit, you can reach out to my sister on Faith on the Line with Prophet Page. Not, not this part, well, not this Friday, because this Friday is Christmas Eve. She will be back the following Friday, which is December 31st. So your best chance is to reach out to me. I will be available in between that time. But if you want to get your prayer request answered online, she will be back on December 31st. Safe on the line begins on Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, by calling the same number that many of you called tonight. Her info will be up on my social media platform as well the following Friday, not this Friday. We want you to pray and enjoy your family at home on Christmas Eve and remember what the, what the, what the celebration is all about. Christmas is about Christ. It's about Jesus. That's why it's C-H-R- I-S-T, Christ, Jesus, Christ, meaning the anointing. Then join me back on here on Prolific Fire on December 27th when the woman of God, Prophetess Pate, will be ministering to us however the Holy Spirit leads. Until then, everybody, I'm out. Thank you for taking the time to listen on tonight. I pray that the Lord has blessed you that the Holy Spirit has spoken to you and lifted whatever you've been dealing with on tonight.
With all of that being said, I'm out, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday, Jesus. Enjoy. Have an awesome night in the Lord. On the phone lines, you can just hang up manually.